0: (sighs) Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Schmidt and Lavelle, or Lavelle and Schmidt. I'm not sure if we've decided yet. My name is Tom Lavelle, and as always, I'm accompanied by Mr. Timothy Schmidt. Today on on this week's episode, we're going to be covering the Phillies, what's going on with Reese Hoskins, What are our predictions for this season? Day 2 gets tossed from a spring training game. Uh, Timmy's amazing weekend. Uh, Some issues I had with my mother. March Madness. Chicken. And, uh, of course, professional wrestling. Chicken or chicken? Chicken. We're going chicken.
1: Chicken. The chicken. I got to say... uh, most of these, the rundown is totally on Tom because I mean he could barely peel me off the couch after what was an incredible weekend for me. But we'll dive into that. I, we do want to do that. We're going to lead Tim, off with that.
0: Paint what? the scene. Where where were you this past weekend?
1: Well, actually, if you got a little closer. The camera. That's the that's the oh, logo. Oh wow!
0: I love a good shirt from a from yeah, a course. You know, that's... like a nice shirt from a place that you don't play too often.
1: It's uh, widely considered as the birthplace of golf in America, Pinehurst. Um, So I went down there with a bunch of buddies. We went down uh, eight deep total, so two foursomes. And, man, we played uh, three of some of the best courses down there. And I'll tell you what, I played like complete shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know what it is, but my game does not translate On a plane at all? It (laughs) just—I might as well go down and. You ship
0: your clubs down there?
1: No, you, dude. It's actually pretty simple. It's a simple thing. It's thirty bucks. You hop on a plane. You you know you have a travel bag and you go straight down. You hop. It's it's really a simple process. As much shit as the airlines get for losing bags and stuff like that, knock on wood. I mean, I haven't lost a single piece of luggage in all my years of traveling so i mean i probably just jinxed it but <laughs> what are you gonna do on
0: next week episode tim yeah <laughs>
1: is like yeah right thank god i'm not going anywhere in the, in the next uh few months here or so um but no it was uh it was quite the weekend um, so wait
0: did you ship your luggage
1: your your clubs or no no you carry them oh you carry
0: them on yeah.
1: yeah you have a carry-on bag and you know you just you pack them up. You pay thirty. Do bucks. They go in the overhead. Yeah, right in the overhead. Shut up. Where the <laughs> hell do you put the clubs? They just they put them at the bottom of the plane like any other piece of luggage that you check, you idiot.
0: <laughs> oh, so you check it at the front, like if I okay, like I had a stroll with the kids. I was like, where? I thought walk, I
1: thought you would pass that on early. No, dude. I, one of the guys that was on a trip. Um, yeah, you know, he asked me the same thing. He was like, he goes, so wait. Do you, what do you do with your clubs? Like, dude, the flight attendant isn't your caddy. You don't just give her your clubs and they <laughs> throw them up top. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. you got your pitching wedge, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. That's not, it's not how it works. You're getting thing. a
0: read on the aisle to your seat. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah it goes a little left to right here. All
1: <laughs> right. The uh, middle look, seat. Looks like an open seat down at 19 ci I didn't have a seat, and I'll be with you in a minute with a drink. Like, it's not how it works. What airline did you fly? Uh, Dude, I always try to fly American. Um. I didn't know if it, you
0: were like uh, doing one of these cheaper no. flights, yeah, Spirit no. or something. Uh,
1: no, no. I don't know. I did again. We tend to do this a lot when we get off. We get off topic, but like yeah. my butt my buddy, um, he bought um, first class seats on Frontier Airline, and his his first class seats were right next to my seat. And, like, there was no difference. He just paid, like, $65 more. What? <laughs> Dude, it was, like, it was ridiculous, too. And, and this guy. Was he pissed? Uh, oh, yeah. He's he's two times bigger than I am. So, oh. he, thought he, he thought he was going to sit in a lap of luxury on the way down to Texas. And uh, it just didn't work out that way. But, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe you actually know the guy
0: yeah I'm assuming I I'm guessing who it is but yeah. whatever adam uh go ahead
1: <laughs> yeah 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 but um no it's a it's a it's a real seamless process it's just the I mean the issue is is more so the game translating right like right the clubs get to the course fine it's just my game that just doesn't <laughs> that doesn't gets lost in the that's, uh in the oh, shuffle yeah. yeah that's still the overhead <laughs> Uh, it's, it's still in the over. Yeah, I don't, dude, I, I'm either really bad at. I mean, golf is a whole. We could do ten shows on golf, but like we
0: we'll, we'll be covering the Masters next week. Yeah, mean the I'll mini save, Masters.
1: Well, I'll save my game for that. But I mean, we I did go on a trip this weekend. I mean, any trip with the boys is always fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, but like the problem is, like doing what we're doing now with this podcast. I have no idea. Yeah, what has been going on in the world for the last three and a half days? So apparently, I can't drink out of this bottle anymore. Apparently, Philadelphia's is <laughs> contaminated now. Yeah.
0: I mean, You're safe. <laughs> Roxborough area is safe apparently. So I'm, I'm good. Yeah, that from what I heard, it was I think the Delaware, and we get our from the Schuylkill, and so it's not like are not going into effect i just love the countdowns like you're good until midnight tonight and then we'll let you know you know what i mean it's like
1: well i mean coming i mean coming off a trip like that i mean all a guy like me wants to do is hydrate because you're i mean dude from the time you get to the airport from you know 8 a.m on friday to the time you, you basically return which was yesterday afternoon like yeah, you know, we're you're drinking, you're going to dinners, right? You're experiencing golf, and it's great, it's fun, but guess what? At 41 years old, that shit catches up to you a lot easier than it did when you were 30 and 20. So, um, yeah, being the the water being contaminated was a problem. Yes, because I wasn't sure if I should drink it or not. But oh. hey this is the stuff that you miss out on though when you're you know, on a golf trip with the boys. Like you don't even pay attention. I didn't even know who won the March Madness games. Like I was out on that. Like you're sending me texts about, Hey, you see this clip? And I'm like, dude, I, I didn't see it until yesterday. You're sending me, you're sending me the rundown for today. And I'm like, dude, I got no idea what's going on in the world at all. So It's um yeah, it, it's a, it's fun to go away with the boys, but like, You know, I always convince myself that like, hey, I'll take it easy on that last day. That way I'll be able to like kind of ease back into work. And it just never seems to to pan out that way. Yeah, Yeah. never does. That's shocking. (laughs) So because, you know, water is contaminated, might as well do the next best thing, right?
0: Yeah. Well, that's something, too, that the listeners may not know is that uh, I gave up drinking for Lent. And so I feel like. We should start a show. I'm an idiot. You know, I'm not drinking now. Let's start a show. But uh, once that's over, I will thoroughly enjoy being able to have an ice cold beverage of non-contaminated water with there you go. while we get this thing going. There and, you go. Uh, maybe it'll make for more fun on the episodes. Maybe it'll make <laughs> it more of a mess. Either way, should be good. Yeah. But you came back good. Everything's fine now. You're, you're, what do you say? Usually takes like three days to get back in the full swing of things or,
1: yeah, whatever you put in your body, like for instance, like you drink for three days, I think your body takes back those three days plus. Right. It's like, ah, okay. You're 41. You want to drink for three days straight? Guess what? It's going to take you three and a half days to recover at least. (laughs) At least. I was going to say, you've got the next week
0: the next week of recovery to fully be good
1: like my my vision's like all cloudy (laughs) i'm like like things like ailments like i feel like i had anxiety like my heart's beating out of my chest but hey it is what it is It's the price for having fun and uh you know the boys and i we had a good time so how do you walk on the courses down
0: there they're nice courses Is, is it a walk with a caddy or is it cart
1: so at pinehurst number two which is like where they play the US Open. I don't know if you know who Payne Stewart is, but Pain Stewart oh, yeah. won his major there. That's where that's where you're you have to walk essentially. So um they have like a cart path paved out for you, but like they don't let carts on the course at all. They keep it like US Open ready at all times, just that's in awesome. case of an emergency. So it's it's as difficult as it's gonna play. It just depends on the season. Like when the seasons change, it gets more difficult, but um yeah, we played pinehurst number one and then there was two courses that we played forest creek north and forest creek south and uh, the one caddy said it was a step below the masters which is hard for me to believe i mean yeah. i never played the masters and i never will but i mean i've seen it on tv and it seems like a pretty solid course you know when uh,
0: someone's in love with their course they will embellish the hell out of it like I've heard from, like, that. that's probably, like, the third or fourth time someone has said about a course and maybe a groundskeeper. Someone that worked there or something like that says, like, oh, it's just as good as, right, you yeah. know, the, yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, thank you. I mean, like, I'm sure it's a wonderful course, but right. come on. You know, there's there's no topping, you know, like a Pebble Beach or the Masters or something like that, you know.
1: Phenomenal shape. Yeah, all the courses were. I mean, the, the only problem that we had was on Sunday, it rained for the first nine holes, like not just like a drizzle. I mean, it was coming down pretty hard. So, I mean, we had some of the craziest caddies down there. Uh they give you these what they call four caddies which basically help you out throughout the entire the entire day tell you where your balls go and stuff like that. Yeah. Not a traditional caddy, but my god, I mean, if we get one of these guys on the show, holy shit, dude! They really? Got story, they got stories upon stories that put us our stuff to bed, dude. It's really cool. Oh, dude. I mean, if you it, the one caddy just stay with me pretty much the entire day and just yeah, you know, telling me how he just got off a of bender and he was in like uh, like Panama for like three weeks and like he was he ran out of money from doing drugs and <laughs> so like. I'm like, all right, buddy. Uh, what do you got on this spot here? You know, like, <laughs> like...
0: he looks like the homeless guy from Happy Gilmore. Yeah, he's washing he's his one... underwear in the ball yeah. washer. Oh my god! Well, uh, Tim, I'm glad you made it back, and um, seems like you're recovering here pretty good.
1: Yeah, he's got one shoe on. Um, but no, I mean they're at Pinehurst now. Three. What's that?
0: Oh, nothing. Get her. Yeah. Can you hear me?
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. So most of the caddies I've met down there in the three different times that I've been there have all been like just crazy. Like they all have crazy stories. So, I mean, it's, it makes for a good round of golf. So.
0: <laughs> well, like I said, I'm glad, I'm glad uh, you're back and you're in one piece. Um, All right. So while you were gone and maybe earlier before you left, you, you might've seen that Reese Hoskins blew out his knee in a uh, spring training game, and is now out for the season. Could this have happened for him at a more inopportune time? He's in the year, uh, final year of uh, arbitration. This is a contract year for him. He blows out his knee. I personally was expecting a big year from Reese Hoskins, and I'm a Reese Hoskins hater. I have hate. I've I've been a hater. You know what you're getting with him, which is a good thing, but when you're playing the good teams and defensively, I feel like he disappears either way. I thought this was going to be a bounce. Like I was expecting close to 40 home runs from him this year. Is there any way that the Phillies can replace a Reese Hoskins? Can Derek Hall step in or the platoon of players that they're going to be having step in and, and produce like Reese Hoskins did.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's going to, it's going to be tough. Uh, Yeah. Like we talked about last week, um, Yeah, a lot of people were talking about moving on from him after this year. I mean, it's hard to find a power right-handed bat in any lineup. I mean, let alone the Phillies. I mean, the only other guy right now you're looking at is is Nick Cassianos, and he had a down-year list. He gave you 13 home runs. He was a big price-free agent. And, you know, the big thing now is you're going to really have to count because I think they just came out and said that Derek Hall is going to get the majority of the time, right? Right. So he's another left-handed bat. And, you know, he's going to he's going to fill in at first base. And, you know, we haven't seen enough of him to say that he's an upgrade in terms of defense. Um, But, yeah, between Cassianos and between Derek Hall, they're going to have to make up for that power outage. that You're going to lose with with Reese Hoskins. And honestly, I don't know how that's going to work for the Phillies moving forward because, hey, look, it was kind of in people's heads that. The Phillies were going to move on from him after this year, anyway. Now, at the end of his year in arbitration, he's going to be looking for a deal. Can the Phillies get him on a on a one year kind of prove it deal? Maybe get him, bring him in for twelve mil, right, and and get him on the cheap and and let him try to resurrect his career in, in Philly, and then you know he walks and and gets a you know, big price ticket somewhere else. But I mean, it's just going to be tough because when you lose those players in arbitration, you get draft picks back. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what you're hoping on. And, and, you know, I don't know where he's going to go now. I mean, who's going to pay him that big contract that he was looking for. Um, you know, hope hoping for a big year this year. And it's not going to happen obviously with the blown MCL, you hate to hate to see it, but it's part of the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do. I do feel bad for him. And like I said, I was a hater of his, but I feel bad that that happened to him. And I would actually love a, you know, quote-unquote fair price for him next year give him you know roughly what he's making would is making this year prove it deal we get one more year with Reese and give him that shot I feel like he's earned that with the amount of time that he's been here if he's not getting offers from other places I'm assuming it's gonna be hard for him to get offers coming off of that knee injury because they're gonna want to see that he can still go
1: yeah I mean it's it's been a you know the a c l injury I said m c l earlier the aCL injury has yeah you know, really changed over the course of you know the last two decades. I mean, we've seen a c l injuries from players in the past before I was you know twenty years old and they'd never come back. It's almost you know like a broken bone now anymore, like yeah, you know, it's gonna heal, yeah, you know, they'll be back who knows if they'll have any trouble for, for the rest of their careers. But, I mean, it's a pretty simple surgery, and they're back in the lineup, and they usually don't lose a step. So we'll see how it plays out. I mean, again, I, I mean, it's not going to be worth – I mean, now it's worth talking about because you need production from that lineup. But, I mean, yeah, he's going to be on the shelf until next year. So we'll see, you know, what happens at the end of the year if they want to decide to move forward with them or not.
0: And Hall's had a pretty big spring training, but he struggles against the – uh what does he struggle against left-handed pitching?
1: Yeah, left-handers usually struggle against left-handed pitching. So, I mean, look, he's been stroking the ball pretty decently, um, you know. In in his limited at bats last year, he had some some solid home run production. But like I said le- on last week's episode, when you start comparing in the to Jim Tomey, yeah, you know, during an at bat right. and showing like side by sides of Tomey's swing and his swing, I mean, you're setting. You're setting fire to these Philly fans, and they, they're they going to expect Jim Tomey in, in the in the batter's box, and that's not going to happen. I'm telling you, he's not Jim Tomey.
0: No. Well, yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer. I don't th- – you <laughs> know, Tomey's <laughs> like an all-time guy. So let's keep the expectations, like, level. Let's uh, stay calm with him. His The pop that he does have is exciting. You know, I remember when he first came up and I saw some hits, I was like, wow, this is a big guy. He can hit. And when I did the math with his numbers, I mean, it roughly put him, I think, like mid thirties in home runs if he had stayed on that same track, that same path. And that's a big if. But if he can produce thirty home runs, I mean, that would be pretty awesome. So as we just say, don't compare him to Jim Tomey. I throw out thirty plus home runs for him this year. But uh... yeah, there you go, there you go, there you go, Tom. You're doing
1: yeah. it. You're doing this kid. A lot of favors right now. I
0: think he should at least hit 50 home runs this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, last year, a whole Philadelphia fan base had uh, JT Romuto on the bench after the first, but uh, two months of the season, they wanted uh, Garrett Stubbs to be the everyday uh, catcher. And you see how that turned out.
0: That's true. I was, I was big on R- real Muto having a big second half with he did, which he did. I also thought Castellanos was going to have a big second half, which he didn't really, he had a couple big hits. So if Castellanos can pick it up, Stock can get a little bit better, maybe a little more pop, Marsh a little bit more pop, Hall do decent to where those extra home runs can, I think we can come up with something. We obviously added Turner. That should add a little bit more pop. We can replace these home runs that we are going to be missing in these RBIs. And with that, Timmy, looking at the division, what are your predictions going into the season, starting this Thursday, are the Phillies going to win the division this year?
1: Um, <clears throat> I I still think, look, the, the Hoskins injury is such a big deal to me. I think if the only way you replace that production is if Castellanos comes back and he fills in that right-handed bat void. So there's a lot, because the whole lineup shifts with Reston. Oh, that's could,
0: right. I'm missing that. You're right. You
1: could. You could put Reese at second. You could hit him second. I mean, look, he strikes you out a ton. He goes hot and cold, but I just it changes the entire lineup. But the other guy that changes the entire lineup is Trey Turner, and you didn't have him last year, so you are going to get production out of him. Um, yeah, losing um, <clears throat> uh, what's the second baseman? Uh, we lost Segura. Yeah, losing Segura. I mean, he was a solid bat. He's you know right around a three hundred hitter. Um, Yeah, that was a difficult loss, but you move out. Yeah, you stop, play second now for you. Trey Turner goes to short. Your infield gets stronger. That production higher. Um, I think the Phillies have a shot to repeat Um, as National League champions. I really do. I mean, I don't see why they can't. I mean, they've added more firepower. Reese is is the biggest kind of question mark right now. Obviously, he's not going to be there for you. But, um, you know, the Mets and Braves have been already seen crowned as favorites, uh, you know, again. Yeah. Yeah, the Phillies are going coming in as as an underdog this year. But you know, if I'm looking at it, I see the Phillies in a wild card position, you know, more so than not than in terms of the regular season standings. Yeah, I would say they probably sneak in as a wild card. Um, Braves are strong and they have been for the last couple of years, and the Mets have great pitching. So I think those three teams are going to be vying for the two wild cards again. So,
0: so we're saying wild card, and then they repeat as
1: National League champs, and this year. Just go gotta get in. Just gotta get in. That's all you gotta do. Is get into the dance and get hot.
0: Now, the last team to lose in the World Series and then win it the the, the following year. You know who that was? Mm. That yeah, would be always. the Houston Astros. They just did it. They so, just did it. Oh, yeah. Back to back, it can be done. Let's be see done. if uh let's see if the Phillies can pull. I like that. I feel like wild card birth, move on and the thing. And and not only the uh the postseason, I feel like they got the taste of it last year on a national level. We were getting a lot of praise, I believe, for the atmosphere in Philadelphia, and I think that is, you know, the biggest selling point out there. Trey Turner now bringing his swag and his attitude, and I feel like they're they're expecting to win this year. So, and they want to get back to where they were to to get back to that that high of being in that atmosphere and playing in the big game and hitting the big hit. And there's a lot of players on this team that had big plays last year that are looking to hit that Reese like home run and have their moment. You know, sure. I'm sure Boehm has been thinking about it all off season, you know, so sure, um, I'm excited for this season. I can't wait for baseball to start on Thursday. Um, last Thursday, I had a visitor at the house, my mom, she came to help me and, you know, she helps watch the, the kids here and there with work and everything like that. Obviously, um, our uh, parents can like play a role in helping out. So she was here and she says, Tommy, you know what? I think I'm going to make you some uh, we're going to make some dinner. I brought some stuff over and we're going to make this stuff. So she brought over some chicken. And Tim, I don't know. How are you when it comes to chicken? When I'm cooking with chicken, it's almost like I'm a pre-op. Kind of person. I cannot have my chicken near other stuff. I'm afraid of, I guess, like a salmonella or the chicken cross contamination. Yes, I'm very anal when it's. It's annoying to me. I hate it because it's. I'm constantly washing my hands. I'm constantly like because you touch it, and then it's like okay, well now I got to get the pan out, and I go get the pan out, but I got to wash my hands before that, and so on and so forth. So I'm watching my mom. She's cooking the chicken. And she grabs a chicken and she throws it in the pan and then there's the towels that are on the oven that are hanging there really is decoration. We don't even hardly yeah. use them. And she grabs one and dries her hands. And then yeah. it goes back to keep cooking. And so I see this and I'm like, Hey mom, what are you uh what are you doing? You know? She's like, Oh, I make any and I'm like, Yeah, but that's not how you do that. You know, that's not how you do the chicken and then as bad as it gets then my mom like a buddy starts like oh what am i gonna hurt my son you don't think i don't know how to cook chicken you survived you're this blah blah blah." and i'm like Uh she's so she's like fine and she like i'll move the towel and she moves the towel and then she puts it on the counter and i'm like mom
1: the towel has still got the shit on it like what are you doing
0: to me are you trying to kill my i got kids here
1: Listen, listen, dude. I like in the middle of your story, I already said that I was already thinking, dude, your mom cooked for you for how many years? <laughs> like that was in my, in the back of my head. And like, I'm going to side with, with, with Mrs. Lavelle here. I mean, uh... I, listen, I mean, the lady's coming over. She's trying to help you. I, I know. She's watching kids, and you're worried about cross contamination?
0: Tim, I'm a freak when it comes to chicken. I don't like it. Like, it can't be on a certain shelf. Uh, it's okay. got to be. A, I don't but want your, it. Going but your near.
1: kid can shit all over your fingers. Huh? It's okay there, right? The kid can shit all over. I got to wash them <laughs> afterwards.
0: I, I ain't just drying them. I'm not wiping <laughs> the shit off on a towel that's going to sit on the counter. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm just <laughs> saying. That. Look, I, listen, I get what you're saying. But you gotta respect the mom. The mom has done this for years and years with multiple kids, and, and you can't sit there and, and hawk her while you're you're, you're expecting a nice a nice dinner to come out. And what kind dinner of chicken was she cooking, by the way? Yeah,
0: she was making. It was like kind of like a Mexican like uh, chicken rice thing that I have gotta. Uh, like, I'm trying to, remember. It, she, she likes to cook and she's a good cook. I'll give her
1: that. Was it like a, in a, like a cream of like chicken, like type of soup too? Sort like of, but it or... had
0: like, a, it wasn't a soup, but it was like, it was like almost like a jambalaya kind of, but not oh, jambalaya, okay. but it was yeah, but... good. It had like, she had made a sauce and brought it here that she was going to be putting into like, she had the whole thing set this up. Is,
1: this is getting worse for you too. Like, I know, and, but yeah, I'll tell you what she hit prep. me with.
0: I'll tell you what she hit me with, too. Well, who knows what was going on with that sauce? And not only that, she fucking likes to bring stuff over that's frozen. I said, Mom, how long has this been in your freezer? I don't need these discounted meats. I don't want to get food sick. I am deathly afraid of getting food poisoning. Either way, she hits me with, do you want to
1: cook? Do you want to do it? You know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would have said the same thing. You know what? Go ahead. Step right in. I was like, Mom. Kitchen is yours. Just
0: yeah, exactly. That's what she did. I said, you know, just don't put the chicken
1: juice on anything, please. So, like, uh, this is just triggered a memory of mine, which is my grandma. Like, she would always like just bail out my mom in like a tough spot, and she would make dinner, and she would wrap it, and she would like bring it over for. So it was already pre-made. All we had to do was heat it up. But like, dude. My grandma was the best. She was the only grandparent I know. She's still alive. She's 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 still cooking right now. What? Not, she's not cooking, but like she's still living. But well, she probably washes her hands after she touches the chicken. She probably does. Um, <laughs> but she would make these meals, and she would bring us over. The worst part about it was like, though, the meals were not very good. Like that was, it was like, dude, whatever. <laughs> Dude, whenever, she, like, we had grandma's food, like, come over to the house, it was like, all right, let's move it around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I have a whole casserole dish here oh, for dude. you. Just heat it, it up.
1: It was bad. Like, we would get home, and my mom would try to, she would already try to have it on the table before we saw her unwrap it, because she knew if we saw her unwrap it, it was for my grandma. So she would try to oh. quick get it out and put it on the table. Because, like, dude, I used to be over at my grandma's house, and, like, her, her, Kitchen cupboard, you would you would you would be in a in a hospital, mental hospital, if you were in my grandma's kitchen. There was like onion shavings on like soda cans and like uh, just uh. it was like like the butter. You could see, like you get, oh great, could have some butter, and she'd open the butter dish and you'd see like a fingerprint in the <laughs> butter. <laughs> oh, no. You're like, uh, oh, there'd be like a yeah, like her her nail polish was like on something it was just oh
0: like oh my god and she's it. trying to feed you with her hand uh, here
1: eat this eat
0: this and it's like
1: oh no. uh, thank
0: you grandma she would
1: she would make like mi- milkshakes for everyone And we'd go over to my grandma's house and yeah all we would play with all the kids in the neighborhood and my grandma would like invite everyone in and she always had dude like gallons and gallons of ice cream i don't know how the hell she had so many gallons of ice cream but she would just do like two scoops and then she would like fill it up with milk and then just squirt like chocolate syrup in there and just hand out like glasses of. And then it was like you make your own milkshake. You got to start. It. So, oh,
0: it was a... shake it, it was... yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but re... that's what my grandma was known for. She was the milkshake lady in the neighborhood.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I love that.
1: I don't think grandmoms are doing that these days anymore.
0: No, it's probably almond milk in that fucking shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah but so i and i don't want to say i'm like a super like neat freak or anything like that if you ask my wife she would totally disagree with that but i'm just saying when it comes to chicken or any type of like meat that is you know if i'm touching meat before i touch anything else i wash my hands but i i usually i've gotten it down to like a method where i can use one hand but sometimes you just can't it's sometimes it's just impossible So, But, Mom, if you're listening to this, which I know you're not going to be, thank you for helping me in making that dinner. It was delicious, and the leftovers were delicious. All right, Tim, so you said you were away and you missed some of the uh, March Madness. I just wanted to kind of go over some of the games, some very exciting games, some controversial calls in those games. The Creighton game at the end, did you see the play where they called the foul at the end of the game? No. Well, it was a very controversial play. The guy was going up for a shot. And what seemed to be a little a little touch to the back, and they call the foul with maybe like I think it was like 0.2 seconds. It was like no time left, maybe a a second left. And it's another one of those things where kind of like the Super Bowl, where did that play decide the game? No. But did that call decide the winner? Yes. Like it was uh, it was the end of the game, and I was playing Devil's Advocate at the bar when it happened. And you know when you're running full speed, if someone gives you the littlest push, it does throw you off. Like you don't have to push someone hard to get them to go off balance. And there was some kind of – but it was like a check, you know, like a little – like a check thing. I don't think it really have affected the shot. It might have like slightly. Was it the right call? Was it not? I don't know. It's hard to see a game end like that.
1: I'm a true believer in the, in the final minute. Final thirty seconds, keep the just keep the whistle in your pocket. Yeah, you know, we saw this in the NBA um, where they did that with uh, I think it was LeBron and Jason Tatum at the end of that that one game a couple weeks ago, and yeah, they didn't call a foul, on Jason Tatum and LeBron acted like a three year old <laughs> child and started. I think he was like pouting on the floor, but great um,
0: clip, by the way, I I used to be the biggest LeBron. I used to love LeBron and I can't stand him anymore, but I loved seeing that him just like, like a child. It was like, what the hell? Right.
1: But like in that case, obviously there was a foul there. Uh, I mean, if it's blatant, you got to make the call. Uh, If it's close, I, I err on the side of caution. Just, Hey, let it play out. Let the chips fall where they may. You know, these, these teams have battled, yeah, throughout the entire game to get to this point, right? They're yeah. not like I. You can't keep this game. Like just referees in general, they they try to involve themselves in the game way too much. And you're talking about the J.T. Romuto thing. Well, that's what like, I wanted to bring
0: up, yeah, Tim. At look. what point? Now the J.T. Romuto clip you saw it. He was he reached <clears> his hand back. Now a little backstory on that. There was I think some chirping going on prior to that moment because there was a call on the pitch clock and they said that the pitcher i forget who was pitching raised his leg but it was after the pitch clock you have to raise your leg before either way i think there was some chirping done before that real reaches back he drops the ball real not looking moves his glove just like perfect timing why can't and this is my thing and this is what we're talking about with the referees why can't we figure this out hold on a second. Let's take a look at this. Let's really evaluate this situation. Yes, I called the foul. Yes, I ejected him. I, maybe we're not going to do that. You know what I mean? Why can't we look at this and say, hey, I was hot right there. I thought you were chirping. I thought you did it on purpose. I'm not going to eject you. Let's get the game going. My bad. Or looking back at that, that's not a foul. The game's not going to be decided on this call. You guys are going into overtime. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> why can't Why can't that be the review and the judgment call. I don't, I don't understand why it has to be certain thing and not others.
1: These guys are on the biggest stages and yeah, these million dollar athletes, you know, some cases, yeah, they're making crazy amounts of money, but like, yeah, they're on a stage at all times, just like the other players are and they don't like to be shown up. And oftentimes they make themselves part of the game and they become prideful. And ego, they're not, they're not going to admit a mistake. They're, they're not. And, uh, yeah, you'll, it's few and far between where, where you see a, you know, a referee or an umpire or someone, you know, admit that they're wrong. I mean, that's why you have replays now, you know, like, yeah. I mean, it's every once in a while you'll see, you know, a group to get together and say, Hey, was that a flag? Or was that not a flag? And yeah, they'll make the right decision. And yeah, everyone feels better about it. Right. <clears throat> yeah. To your point, I don't know why you can't do that more. And more, um, yeah, I know we talked about, yeah, you know, speed of the game. I hear that about you know all the time. Like you don't want to slow the game up any any further. But like, hey, maybe we sacrifice a minute or two to get this call right because it's going to change the effect of the outcome of the game. So why don't we really invest some time in the getting this thing right? Um, you know, I, I mean, one of the great, one of the, the the biggest missed calls, in my opinion, was. A few years back, there was a uh, an umpire um, that called a runner safe at the end of the game. The was perfect the
0: pitchers, game, the perfect game, oh, and the most and, yeah, yeah.
1: And Just go look at it. You know, you yeah. know, and uh, you know if they had replay, then the guy would have got his perfect game. But you know, afterwards, both individuals handled themselves with class. Yeah. The one that the umpire apologized, forget what his name was, but great stash know. on that guy. He had like the yeah, big Tremendous. Bar. Yeah. It was, <laughs> no, no, like, no review needed for that stash. No, nah, uh-huh. he, look, he looked like he belonged on a motorcycle out of town somewhere, you know, but we dude, love a uh, good
0: stash on this show. You know, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> big stash guys, big stash guys, big stash guys, <laughs> but you know, like stuff like that, you know, needs to be avoided. And I don't know why, yeah, we can't do that in all four sports, four four major sports, college basketball, too, as well. I mean, yeah, it just changes the outcomes of of games way too often. Yeah. Swallow the ego
0: and get the right call. And to be honest, if that umpire would have said, you know, if Ramuda, Ramuda turns around and he's like, what? Like, what is going on? Like, why are you throwing me out? I didn't know you were doing that. If he would have said, "Okay, hold on a second. Look, I got you know, I jumped on it quick. We were just kind of chirping back and forth. My bad. Let's get this game going. I thought you did it on purpose, and I Dude, feel like Real nah. Mudo would be like, "I didn't do it on purpose," but yeah. You know, and I think you'd get a lot more respect doing that.
1: Dude, the biggest the biggest issue, my biggest issue with this is, dude, we're still in spring training. What are we doing here, dude? Like the yeah. guy's probably not even gonna play three innings, and you're you're really this mad? Like,
0: yeah, I'd imagine why... Real Muda was probably like, yes, yeah, yeah, See, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. But he's like these guys. Like, it's just. I, I mean, I, I don't understand why they have to make themselves part of the game. Just, just stay out of it, dude. Call, yo, the re, referees in baseball are on the verge of becoming robots because of shit like this that happens all the time, dude. Right? Like you're you're gonna have robots calling balls and strikes or whatever, whatever guns and speed cameras they got out there, right? Like, and this dude's. Yeah, you know, he's the reason why. Like, if I'm the head of the, the umpires association, I'm going to bring that dude in and be like, "Dude, what are you fucking doing yeah. here, dude? Like, You're
0: crushing us." Yeah. Well, um, by the way, that's the first time JT Ramuto's ever been thrown out of a game in almost 2,000 games. Yeah. Um, so a lot of upsets in March Madness, and the final four teams are are like only one blue blood, as you would UConn and. It's funny because last week, on last week's episode, you were talking about George Mason, and their coach then is now the coach of Miami, yep. and he has <laughs> led them to a final four. He's one of 15 coaches to lead two different teams to the final four. Now, one coach has led three different teams to the final four.
1: Tim, do you know who that coach is that has led three different teams to the final four? Let's see. Roy Williams has done it twice with Kansas and UNC. What is uh, Larry Brown? No, no he Larry did it Brown. twice though. Um, this is good bar trivia, dude. This is something you gotta. Oh, gotta I was take. dropping it today. I was dropping it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Rick Patino, Rick Pitino. correct. With uh-huh. so it was UMass. Um, no, 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 you're thinking Oh, uh, Calpara. Uh, no, uh, Louisville. Louisville um uh, Louisville it was oh my god why am i uh Kentucky
0: Kentucky and the third one's a tough one it was in the 80s uh, and their their current head coach just took a job at Georgetown so he's not the Providence head coach anymore he took the, oh it's Providence Providence <laughs> <laughs> By the way <laughs> <you> stupid idiot <laughs> oh. oh man yeah, but it's the the Providence head coach. Oh shit! I just gave it away. What a dummy! All right. Well, March Madness coming up. Tim, who do you who do you got winning it all? Final four. We got UConn, Miami, San Diego gotta, State, and someone stay else. With the hot
1: team. I mean, UConn has been yeah. the hottest team in in basketball, and uh, I don't see that changing. Uh, it's kind of nice to see. Two, was it Florida Atlantic and who's the other San one? San Diego State. San Diego State in the final four. Again, sorry for not knowing that. I have <clears throat> kind of been.
0: I might be wrong, Tim, because I'm highest. trying to go off no, memory right now, but I it think definitely that's was, what it definitely
1: was. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's good or bad for basketball, but you see a little parody in this tournament and uh, you have know, to see you know, the one seeds, the two seeds all out of the game. And yeah, you know, it's up for grabs right now. It's cool to see. It is cool to see. I
0: also think UConn wins it all. Now, a lot of buzz this week about the um the transfer portal or whatever and stuff like that. I don't know enough about that to really dive into it, but something to think about is that some people are upset. They're thinking it's ruining the game. So other people think that it's good because these new teams are getting in there and stuff like that. Maybe that's something we can talk about later, but that is, a, uh, I guess, a hot-button issue this week. It is. Um, and I guess is that I guess that's for all sports, but maybe I'll do a little bit more research and we can cover something like that, because, you know, who I see using that term a lot with the transfer portal is Deion Sanders in uh, and um, football with that's Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe we do a little research and think about, is this a good thing for sports or is this a bad thing? Uh, you know, first first thing, just talking about it right now, I say, hey, whatever's best for the player in their development and to be on a team. I think is best so right now i guess i'm for it you know for the player but i guess as the uh if you're the if you're the uh like just a casual fan you want to see the the yukons the dukes the north carolinas kansas kentucky's ucla stuff like that so i don't know eventually i guess what ends up selling the most will win <laughs> but uh moving on this is also a very big week in my world currently our world now because i've drawn you back in but this week the showcase of the immortals wrestlemania this saturday and sunday the two night is that the nickname is that the nickname the The showcase Showcase of of the the... immortals yeah i never knew that the grandest stage of them all wrestlemania i heard that that. so um a lot of big matches a lot of things they've announced already that the first match of the night will be john cena versus Uh, Austin Theory. That will start Saturday night. Austin Theory, John Cena will start. I love that call. I think it's great. I think you get Cena in, boom, right away, get the crowd hot and ready to go. A lot of people are not big on Austin Theory. I'm a big fan of Austin Theory, mostly because of the potential I see. And Shawn Michaels has a saying, he says, if you're not going to be finishing the show, you might as well start the show. People are like, well, why would you start with John Cena? And I'm thinking, if like that saying is, you want to come in, the crowd's hot, they're ready for the show to start, and you're going to get a great reaction. Timmy, that's the second best place to be is
1: starting the show, right? I mean, we do a pretty good job of starting the show. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would say yeah. Um, No, I think you got to set the tone. I mean, that's with anything, right? Like You set the tone. Uh, yeah, I, look, I played sports all my life. Right. And there's nothing better than watching your team, like whether it be football, basketball, go out, score a touchdown right away. Right. And get a lead. I think that's what they're trying to do here is is really build on some momentum with Austin Theory and and John Cena. Um, yeah, Cena, obviously, he's been a big draw for what? Almost a decade, 20 years, and half, 20 20 years two, years. two yeah. decades. Um, he's been a main draw. He's yeah, he's a big Hollywood star now. Um, <clears throat> so your casual fans are probably going to tune in. Uh, you know, one of the, that's a, a fan of those uh, fast and the furious movies. Maybe you want to check them out for the first time wrestling. Um, who knows, but yeah, back to Austin theory. I, I like what you're saying about him. I like in the time that I've watched Austin theory, the subtle changes that they've made to his character. Like he was coming out with the cell phone and doing the selfies yeah. and all that stuff. And like, dude, I remember I tuned in one time and I seen some dude. He came out with a selfie stick. I forget what his name was
0: Oh, Uh, from NXT, but he did come up to the top. Tyler Breeze,
1: Tyler Breeze. Yeah, yeah. But like, like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing with that? And, yeah, subtle things that they've changed to his character. Yeah. He went through a little bit of a lull last year where he lost the title. Yeah. After, I think McMahon stepped away and then he fought his way back. And now he's, you know, he's money in the bank. Yeah.
0: Non-cash in on the money in the bank. And yeah. I think Triple H has done a good job of kind of rebranding him as yeah. maybe a more serious character to be taken to be taken seriously. Um, and like you're saying, putting him with a Cena is a great idea because it gives him the opportunity of all those extra eyes. So you put it on first the show people are usually going to tune in. They see that first match and then they might go do something else or they might get caught up doing something else or they change a channel, whatever it is, if they're not the, if they're the casual fan. So sure. at least if that's where you're thinking the future of the company is going, you got him out there and you've got people associating Austin theory now. And now maybe next year, they're like, Oh yeah, Austin theory. I remember that guy or, you know, whatever goes on with his career. So that is a big opportunity. I kind of like that pairing. Um, we,
1: um, Surprise, surprise, Tom. I know we talked about this last week. I don't want to steal your thunder, but did I see a Dominic and Ray Mysterio match happening at WrestleMania?
0: It is happening. That's where I
1: was going.
0: Holy moly. <sighs> now, uh, this past Friday, they finally had the interaction between Dom and Ray, where Ray accepted the challenge. Dom was there and he's goading Ray again. Ray saying he's not going to fight him. Well, this time, Dom went over to the first row where his mother and sister were there to watch the show, Mm. and he started berating them. And I thought he did a good job of creating what I'm calling that, that what the phrase is, a realism. He brought that realism to it where he was upset, and he's yelling at his mom, and it's almost like an uncomfortable, like it's not like uncomfortable because you know it's a show, but you're like, man, he's like, He's you're you don't yell at your mom like that, you don't talk to her like that unless you know what she's I mean? touching,
1: unless she's cross contaminating, unless she's
0: cross contaminating chicken. <laughs> but so Ray comes over and gives him the hit to a big pop because everyone's been waiting for him to hit him. Now, the thing that excites me about this match is you have, in theory, a great thing set up here father versus son in a fight. You know, the son's been a shithead, the dad's gonna knock him down a peg, and te- you know. Get a little respect, hopefully, whatever. It reminds me of a Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Reynolds, Dustin Rhodes, you know, Gold Dust. Back in the day, this is that is the match that catapulted Cody into the star that he is today. Now, a lot of it was him building it up through the Indies, but that particular match, which was Match of the Year 2019, was an incredible, incredible match. The emotion, the fight, the ending, everything was just at the top five star by Dave Meltzer, an incredible match. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Dominic and Ray have that opportunity at WrestleMania to really grab, and like grab that audience and that emotion from that story. The only problem is, is I don't think they're going to be able to pull it off like Cody. If they get anywhere close, this could be something that propels Dom into a, a, a nice, Nice moving forward with his career and can really jump him up to to being one of those guys that people tune in to see. He's been funny. I've liked the stuff that he's done in in joining the Judgment Day and his little stint in jail and like he seems to be getting a good amount of heat. And I've always been a fan of Ray Mysterio and I don't want to say this like as like a knock on Ray, but he's never really like like done that like for me like as far as grabbing that emotion if that makes sense you know like and he's won some big matches you know kind of like david goliath thing and they've done certain storylines but i just i never really like fully bought in and so that's where my concern is with this match i have high hopes for it but i feel like it's kind of not gonna go there you know so i don't know well
1: i mean they but you said they're uh, i mean (laughs) I think Dominic is like, he's like a taller version of, of Ray. Right. He does yeah. like most of the same movies and stuff like that. He doesn't have the strength that Ray does, but I mean, Ray's been around for so long. Um, you know, he's, you know, we first saw him in what WCW, right. Is that where he yeah. started out? Yeah. Um, and like, you know, he's in the nineties. Yeah. He's had those big moments, but like, I'd never remember to your point him being in like such a, in-depth storyline like he is right now you know and some of the stuff that you know some of his mic work doesn't really deliver that well right um,
0: exactly
1: and like to your point again you don't really you don't get that you know that feeling that it's 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 real but hey i mean we've seen these storylines pan out in different ways before and yeah hopefully this one uh gives us a nice little bow tie at the end here and We'll see what's in the future for Domino because, you know, Ray's on the back end of his career. He's going in the Hall of Fame this weekend. Right.
0: Well, I'm hoping they can do it for Ray. He has had so many great years and he's Mm -hmm. had some storylines back with Eddie Guerrero that have been. But like I said, he never really hit it out of the park for me personally. And I'm not that's not knocking him. He's obviously a Hall of Famer and a great wrestler. I am just hoping that this is the one that is like, wow, Bo on the end of this career. What a match, what a story, you know, and it can help Dom and put that bow on the end of Ray's career. So I'm really looking forward to that. A lot of controversy about what will be the final match on Saturday night. And to me, it's a no-brainer. It should be the tag match between Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and the Usos. They're saying it's going to be Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Now, I know it's an important thing that someone wins a Royal rumble and they should get some credit for that. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about the numbers and I'm not privy to all those numbers there, but I'm assuming that Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens and the Usos when they're on TV numbers are up or people don't turn away more than what the Charlotte and Rhea Ripley thing. And I love Rhea Ripley and I love Charlotte and I'm looking forward to that match. I just don't think it's the match to end the show. I feel like they lose a lot of viewers after the tag match, if Charlotte and Rhea were to end it, I feel like viewers to say, "Okay, I'll check this out later."
1: Now, Sat- Saturday is the, the f- is the first day, right? Yep, first it's day Saturday,
0: and then Sunday night <clears throat> will be the the final day. And the, it's Sunday night's going to end with Roman and Cody. That's like set in stone. Right,
1: right, right. yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not all that excited about Rhea Charlotte. You know, yeah. like I, I mean, it's going to be a good match. Yeah, you know, like you said, they. Yeah, they deserve that that time, right? Rhea won the, the the Royal Rumble. She she gets her title shot, you know. But again, like we talked about it last week, Rhea, in terms of just her mic work and stuff like that, doesn't do it for me. Charlotte's been good. Uh, she, obviously, she's had a great teacher um, the yeah, with the H with the yeah. H. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and to end the show, you need something something good, something wanting you wanting more, right? So like. Yeah, that storyline has been, has involved multiple other wrestlers. I mean, it had Cody Rhodes was involved too, as well. So, like, I don't know. And I'm not saying this is going to happen, but these two guys, whoever wins, right? You all automatically think, hey, this might carry over into Sunday night, right? Yeah. When, right. Like, if, if Rhea and Charlotte, like the winner of that, what happens? Nothing. All right. That's great. It's a women's championship match. It's over and done with, and and that's it. You know, whatever fallout if they tease it or if something happens after the match, maybe they kind of you know you, you tease something that's going to happen possibly in, in the next night. You, you bring back some viewers, so that's the way I would do it.
0: Yeah, and if even if I'm and and like I said, this is no knock on Charlotte and Rhea. I'm not like hating on them or anything like that. I'm a big fan of Charlotte and Rhea, but when I think of the top storylines. There's several matches that I have above that match right now, you know, yeah, and absolutely. to have on that, I'd rather a Logan Paul, Seth Rollins, I'd rather Cena and 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 Theory. They're obviously starting the show, and I feel like for the matches that night, unfortunately, it's just not the 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 one to be there. And to put someone in the main event category just for sake of you know checking a box. I think is is silly. But um you you go with what's what's selling the most. All right, and so then obviously the following night we have a great match with um we have the triple threat match which is supposed to be on a Sunday night. Sheamus, Drew McIntyre and Gunther. Tim, I think this is going to be the best match of the of the entire weekend. Now, maybe not the greatest storyline, and I but I do really enjoy the storyline. But as far as in ring match this weekend, that's my prediction for being the match of the show. I know I turned you on to the match between Gunther and Sheamus at Clash Ugh. at the Castle. These guys add Drew McIntyre to the mix. It's going to be hard hitting, physical, brutal, like. Oh my no, it's, god. Yeah. yeah.
1: Man. I mean, yeah, it'll be explosive. Um, I still just can't look, I'll I'll talk about that in a second, but I still can't get over that that my boy Dop Ziegler Ziggler is still jobbing for almost every wrestler in the company right now. I still yeah. think he's a good wrestler and he still take I saw he got his ass kicked last night. Yeah, <laughs> it's I know like, it's dude. terrible. I feel bad for the guy. Me anyway, too. I had dude. high
0: hopes for him, and he's had some amazing moments in WWE. And I don't know if it's since he straightened his hair or what, but he signed a contract and he's just, he's like a jobber for life now. And I don't know where that happened from being a championship guy. And he's not the greatest on the mic either. So I want to say that, but
1: like throw the guy a bone. I don't know. You know, uh, um, anyway, he'll be our jobber. Okay. Yeah. He'll, be, he'll be our favorite jobber on the show. All right? Yeah.
0: Dolph. <laughs> did you see Dolph last night? <laughs>
1: Um Monday on on Schmidt and Lavelle. They talked uh, Dolph
0: Ziggler and all Dolph Ziggler.
1: Yeah. No, but no, these these three guys have been uh you know in some incredible matches. You know, even the one um on SmackDown before the Rumble, that was a oh, great yeah. match. And then the one at the Rumble, that was another great match. Like, you know, they're putting in some some solid shows, um, solid works on 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 every every opportunity they have. Um, I mean Dude, the flare chops in themselves are something to behold. It's like, Jesus Christ, these guys are really like killing each other. And, uh, you know, they all work well together. I guess when you find that guy, you know, in wrestling that, you know, you you can dance with, uh, it just seems to go over really well. And you see this stuff throughout the course of history, um, you know, through wrestling where, you know, just certain guys work well together. And, uh, yeah, I think we're seeing it with these three guys, too. It's just been incredible theater Um, yeah, they're good on the mic. I like what they're doing with Shane, Seamus and, um, and Drew and and Drew. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah. And it it sucked for Drew because yeah, his title run went through the, uh, the COVID years. Oh, Uh, that was the
0: worst. I felt awful for him for that. That was a shame.
1: Because that guy's backstory has been incredible too. I mean, where he's come from, and yeah, you know, he had to reinvent himself. And I mean, this guy is a mammoth. Like he is no like, yeah. dude. The guy is a beast, dude. Like,
0: Drew McIntyre is a monster. He yeah, is a legit monster.
1: I mean, and he moves pretty well for for as big as he is. And moves yeah, great. This,
0: he's good on the mic too. And usually, yeah. guys with an accent, and I think that's what happens with Rhea, is their accent. I think usually hurts them in in being a face. And I feel like he's gotten past that, you know, just like he's overcome every obstacle, it seems like. And he's been getting a lot of credit too because last uh couple weeks he was there's been some sickness going around and apparently he was like deathly ill, still worked his shows, still showed up, still and so apparently backstage he's get he's got a lot of credit, a lot of uh a lot of people like him backstage because of his work ethic and stuff he can do in ring what's, and 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 he shows up
1: what's really done it for me though <clears throat> is what gunther or gunther or whatever gunther. how do you say his name yeah. gunther has done for the intercontinental belt like that belt was something that people wanted you know years and years ago some big names have that 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 belt and yeah, you know, for what Gunther has been doing over the course of the, what's it been, almost two years now that he's had it? He hasn't
0: been pinned since he's come up to the main roster. Yeah. He hasn't been pinned. And so he's had the belt, I would say, for almost a year. It's almost it been a, year? a year he's had the belt.
1: It's been good to run. It's a good run, though, and it's brought credibility back to the Intercontinental title. Um, and then having these other two guys who have held the world heavy. Uh, the heavyweight title too, vying, you know, for this belt has brought a lot of credibility back to, back to, you know, that intercontinental championship. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: Now it's something they say that the belt doesn't make the man, the man makes the belt. And I'm glad you brought up the amount of time he's had with the intercontinental belt. Also, as we know, Roman Reigns has held the universal and WWE championship for a long time, almost a thousand days now as the heavyweight champ that is something that wwe has gotten right they have put the belts it makes the belts mean more it makes these matches mean more and i know sammy zane just had a run in the bloodline with roman reigns and part of me is thinking well the reason it was so big is because roman reigns and the belts and the opportunity all because it makes it so much more is on the line when they're fighting Who's going to end this streak of Gunther? Who's going to end this streak of Roman Reigns? These things, even even Theory has held the belt for a while. <clears throat> the tag yeah. belts are record-setting holding. All these matches, it's like, well, who are they going to choose to win these belts? You know, it, it just makes, it builds the drama. And so it's almost at a point where every pay-per-view has been so good for the last, like, six months that I'm like, man, I... I don't I don't want them to lose the belts because it's just going to keep yeah. the 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 longer they hold them the more it means and the more it means the more it means
1: uh, well, so, the the, an, the anticipation to to see one of these guys go down or tied teams go down is through the roof right now and you know, if they do it right yeah they'll they'll be able to put over whoever is the next champion right and then the the biggest mistake they can make is to immediately strip that back, right? Like I right. think if yeah, you, know, you beat somebody, you hold it for an extended period of time again, and you just got to get it right. You can't have it change back and forth, and you have you know a guy like Dolph Ziggler be this uh, 13-time champion, like with, right yeah, you know, he's a, he's like a 13-time champion and like, what yeah. you know yeah. like these guys just it's like playing ping pong with these things back in the day. So I'm glad that they've reestablished that.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and so hopefully. That, too, as a as a performer, you know, when you're getting the belts like, hey, they're strapping this to me and they're going to, you know, it's an honor to get it. And it's like you're going to be having it for a little bit of time, at least you would you would hope, you know, so maybe it gives you a little more incentive to be that guy and be like, all right, and it gives you time to get over and be the guy and stuff like this. Because so, if Gunther would have lost the title in the summer, no one would be talking about him. You know yeah. what I mean? And he can have yeah. these amazing matches, but it's just added so much more. A couple other matches real quick that I'm looking forward to. The Hell in the Cell with Edge and Bal- Finn Balor. I'm looking forward to that. The Demon's coming back. I always love that entrance. I think it's pretty good. Let me um, ask you a question. Just yeah.
1: to, I'm not going to go crazy on this, but are you seeing or thinking or feeling an end to the um
0: Judgment Day? Yeah,
1: the Judgment Day.
0: Uh I don't know. I mean, I haven't really been thinking about that an end to the Judgment Day. It would have to be I mean, I guess we'll find out after this weekend. I haven't seen any any breaking up of the Judgment Day yet. I haven't seen anything like no. that. I would hope that for as long as it's been going on, it's not just gonna poof disappear. You know, I hope it does. <laughs> well, I don't think it's. I don't think. Well, let's see what happens this weekend because <laughs> well, they've I see all they got bring, their own bring back,
1: Yeah, they're bringing back the demon and yeah. You know, Rhea, Rhea could win the title. She gives the belt. Who knows? I, I mean, I'm just kind of. It's it's not doing it for me. I know well, you like it, but part of the
0: problem is is when you're talking all this shit in the wrestling world and you never back it up. I mean, they don't win and you know what i mean dolph ziggler can come out and cut a great promo if you know he's gonna lose who cares you know what i mean it's like yeah dude okay you can complain all you want but you never win so right that's what's kind of tough so if if they give a win and then push them forward can they be used correctly as bad guys i don't know i think the uh usos and i think they're going to be losing the titles and i feel like that gives an opportunity to have some bad guys eventually like Sammy and K- KO lose the titles to like an Imperium or someone that nobody really likes a judgment day. And then you can build up some stars like a Montez Ford goes after those with, with, with other guys and you can kind of push his stuff. The one thing I really think, and I, you know, I know we didn't want to dive off to it. I've been saying it for a long time. I'm seeing Seth Rollins turn into a Joker type of character. He's talking about how he can't lose to this guy. How he's gonna, or he'll be the joke, is what he said. Those were his words. And I've been seeing, I Tim, I predicted this maybe three years ago. He did. He did. That he's Seth Rollins down. is turning into a Joker type character, maybe the greatest villain of all time. And I, I am thinking now, that Logan Paul wins, and that sets Seth Rollins over the edge turning him into this joker type character this this vigilante or whatever this guy that's running around and causing chaos and doing things which i think the fans will love and i think his chants will get louder people will cheer for him more i'm kind of seeing something like
1: that i mean we saw him cut that that hollywood promo i mean for wrestlemania Uh, yes the hollywood
0: promo he was the joker yes (laughs) and so You know what? I forgot about that until you mentioned. I remember the promo, but like that didn't click as all tying in together. So he can go to this Joker type character, and I think it would be really a really cool character for the WWE. I think it fits perfect. I don't know the legality of it.
1: Can they they do that? They could, they probably still have the rights to uh, doink and dank. He can come out as doink, yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) <laughs> start i actually people. loved doink back in the day when he you was like start... the evil
0: clown it was great and then i loved him when he was funny and he had dink and jerry the king had all the little the courts uh you know the jesters of his court or whatever but
1: yeah i mean um, i could see him bottom the suit like that you know squirting people with flowers well I'm, I'm thinking more of a
0: joker type suit you know purple <laughs> you know, but maybe but so the Finn Balor Edge match, I think that could be cool. It's in the cell. That's always a cool atmosphere um, and we're coming towards the end of Edge's career too. So who knows how many he's gonna have left at that? Omas versus Lesnar, I think is gonna be great for the show. It's gonna be quick it's gonna be hard hitting. I know a lot of people are hating on this match. I think the look of it's cool, and it's not gonna be a thirty minute match. It's gonna be five to five to ten minutes. And it'll be over with and people will be like, Oh, you know, it, it wasn't so bad. You know, if yeah. if Lesnar puts Omas up in that F five, the crowd's gonna gonna pop pretty good for it.
1: Yeah, it's the ultimate on uh, yeah, it's the ultimate Andre the Giant, you know, Hulk Hogan tight deal. You got two big guys in the ring, right? Like one's bigger than life and the other one is has been a you know champion for years and years and years, right? It'll yeah. be cool. It'll be cool to see that, but uh I mean, I just don't like the, yeah, you know, the last couple weeks of like how they're trying to, to put it over. And Omos is not that guy, dude. He's just he hasn't delivered for me, dude. Like when he tried to push out Lesnar out of the ring, he completely messed and whiffed. It's like I know. It's it's like come on, man. Like you have one opportunity to do this. Yeah. And he just didn't deliver.
0: He uh he didn't deliver that, but that's a blip. This past week they did all right. He the the deliver has to be in this match. So if he delivers in this match, that will be forgotten, the the mess up uh, of throwing him out. I do think Omos goes over. I think then you create a character. JR has talked a lot about, um, Jim Ross has talked a lot about how Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show, was the most, booked the worst of any wrestler he's ever been around. And you had this larger-than-life character that you could use as like, wow, like this is a big giant that's coming in. And he he was almost like flip-flopping the belt so much. It was like he became a jobber almost, you know? So yeah. if you have Amos, yeah. you can use him to sell pay-per-views if he beats a Lesnar. And then he's going against someone else and and maybe he beats a, a Gunther or whatever. And then he's going over and it's like, oh, wow, he's fighting Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins or something like well, that is this giant or Cody.
1: It's like they did with like uh Yokozuna back in the day. Like right. he you know, he wasn't really he barely could move, but he uh-huh. would sit on you, the match would be over, and you're like, shit, this guy's like legit. <laughs> um, so it's like it's a throwback almost. So we'll see how it plays out. But like what are you expecting any big returns at WrestleMania? Usually that's the uh the headline is is who comes back.
0: Well, Am I expecting any big returns? There has been rumors and there's been talks of a Randy Orton appearance. Now him and Cody have a big history together. And obviously Randy and, and, uh, Roman have been in, a, in and around each other for the last 10 years. Their storylines together haven't been crazy. Like, I don't remember an amazing Randy Orton, Roman Reigns thing, but you know, they obviously know each other. Um, I read something where someone said Randy Orton comes out because that final match could turn into a bit of a melee where the Usos are out there, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn's out there, Roman's fighting solos out there, and they're saying that this is going on, the referee's knocked out, and then to even the playing field, out comes Randy Orton. And then all of a sudden, he RKO's Cody. Ref wakes up. One, two, three, Roman Reigns wins the match setting up a Cody. It's a lot of detail. (laughs) Well, that was the thing that someone drew up. And I said, I don't hate that as much as we've talked about people winning the titles. And I love Cody Rhodes. Part of me is like, is it the right thing for him to win the belts? Is it the, like, is he the guy to put over? And I'm not saying to never win it, but I just, I just every pay-per-view that Roman wrestles in it. you, You having an opportunity to make, A a crazy match I mean the Drew McIntyre clash at the castle Logan Paul at Crown Jewel, Sami Zayn At uh, Elimination Chamber The last man standing against Brock Lesnar At SummerSlam and now this match I mean there have been huge draws I don't want that to end I want Roman Reigns To retain Acknowledge the Tribal Chief
1: Another 365
0: Maybe Well, What if The Rock comes out You know Hmm. What if Roman beats him? Starts talking shit. No one can beat me. I'm the tribal chief. I'm the head of this family. Blah blah blah. They're in Hollywood, and if you smell what the Rockets cooking, hits comes out. Says me and you next year. Philadelphia WrestleMania main event.
1: We at that time we should probably be able to podcast live. We'll have any any of these stars on our show. <laughs>
0: That should be the goal, Tim. Can we get be- can we get press passes for WrestleMania <laughs> next year? How, how does one make that happen? These you know, two clubs.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, Roman, uh, Tom Lavelle here with Lavelle and Schmidt, um, or Schmidt and Lavelle, whatever you want to call it. So that'd be great. When The Rock came out uh, at WrestleMania. That was a uh, that was pretty cool, huh? <laughs> Full of Chris Farley, like, yeah. that was pretty awesome, huh? Hey, when you won the belt for the first time, like, it was, it that was, was pretty pretty. Was, that must have been cool.
1: <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> all right,
0: Timmy, I think we covered it all. Uh, another great episode of Lavelle and Schmidt. Fortunately for our uh, for our fans, we'll be releasing two episodes this week. As oh. there was some mix-ups. Last week, with uh, our timing and everything like that, and uh, I didn't want to release kind of a botched episode. You can listen to the whole thing, but if you listen to it, you'll understand what we're talking. What I'm talking about, Tim. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Going through the rundown. Is there anything you would like to say to the Schmidt Lavellites out there? <laughs> come back
1: for the third episode. That's it. That's all I want. Just come I'm on thinking back.
0: the third episode is going to be. The best episode yet. Ah, it'll be perfect. Next week, I feel like we're gonna get a lot of Masters talk. Probably Philly's opening week. Obviously the national championship game and the mini Masters.
1: And who knows? And we'll be we'll be on the road live at live from the
0: Masters. Live from the Masters, the mini Masters. Will my mom kill me with some chicken? I don't know. Maybe.
1: See you, bud <laughs> <laughs>